It's more about creating and carving out the time and bringing the spiritual into the practical and bringing consciousness into your everyday reality. Oh, I have full body chills right now. That is it. That is what this experience is teaching me more than anything else. And I I really feel that if we can, as a human species, truly begin to integrate this into our everyday, the world will change like exponentially in a short amount of time. And that's what I'm noticing in my life. Welcome home to the Lindsay Martin Ellis Experience. This is your virtual sanctuary where we keep it light while going deep and ground spirituality into the reality of what it means to be human. We explore consciousness, evolution, alternative health, all things truth, taboo, and beyond. There are no boxes or rules here. Tune in each week where myself and raw and real guests will be sharing our lived experience through a multifaceted lens to support you no matter where you're at on your journey. This is a sacred space where spiritual principles and universal wisdom are accessible, simple, and digestible because all are welcome here. It is your birthright to remember the magic and miracle that you are. You ready to be inspired? Let's do this, love. Hello, beautiful humans. Well, well, well. I have no idea where this conversation is going to go today. I don't really have a lot prepared, but we are just going to run with it. And for those of you who religiously follow the podcast every Monday morning, you will notice that the podcast has not been released yet during its usual time on Monday mornings. And that is because... It just didn't freaking happen this week. (laughs) I think this is the first time ever since the inception of the podcast that I have just been delayed. And um, I had intentions of recording it the morning before it was ready to kind of launch and it ended up being a whirlwind of a day. And I want to share it with you. I'm not even fully integrated with it. However... It just feels important to share. And I, I, I guess I could say I was in like nervous breakdown mode. <laughs> and I want to share how I kind of moved through that and moved into the practices and tools that I have developed along my journey to begin to regulate my nervous system. And what's really fascinating about this is I am staying at my dad's right now down in Florida because... We came down, so we came down to, okay, I'm going to get comfy here. I'm in, I'm in the closet, you know, my favorite spot to record podcasts. I'm going to lean up against a filing cabinet with a pillow. That's what my pregnant body's asking for. So we're going to get real comfortable here. Okay. So I came down a couple of weeks ago. And so here's what's been going on. (laughs) So I moved three months ago to North Carolina. We were in an Airbnb renting month to month and didn't have any of our things except the necessities. So it was great in the beginning, but basically we were there longer than we had anticipated. We were there three months, I think about three months, three and a half months, something like that. And 
it started to feel like a hotel in terms of like, okay, I don't have my things. Like I could feel my maternal nesting mode kicking in. And by that point, Chad and I, when I tell you the amount of hours that was spent, like driving around areas, looking at homes. I mean, we would sometimes on a weekend, we would drive, be driving in the car for like four hours at a time, just going to all these different you know, like cities and towns and looking at houses and doing drive-bys and meeting realtors and like going to showings and open houses. And then we started to feel like we were running out of time because we needed to be out of our Airbnb that we were renting month to month. We needed to be out of there before Thanksgiving. And (laughs) so we finally surrendered and we started looking at long-term rentals and we called that in and it was a very beautiful, seamless transition. And it feels very aligned that we're supposed to be renting in this town called Fairview and this home, like just everything feels really good. However, we moved like, let me think about this. So we moved just before, okay, let me think. We had to be out of our place. I don't know dates and it doesn't matter dates for you, but we had to be out of our Airbnb situation on a Saturday. And on Tuesday, the following week, we were in the car driving down to head home for the holidays. So from Saturday to Tuesday, we were moving into our new place. And so we hadn't even really been settled yet. We actually were, we bought a new mattress for our guest bedroom And Chad and I were sleeping on a mattress on the floor, which is really fun when you're pregnant. Like (laughs) I was really working on my form and my posture and like, like getting up and down from my legs. And it was kind of funny. It's really teaching me to slow down and not just like rush through things and teaching me the importance of like alignment in my body and honoring my body. So we didn't really have we again we so we moved out of the Airbnb into the our long-term rental and we had again just the necessities but we were doing our best to unpack but so basically like we were not really fully unpacked like trying to pack to come down to Florida <laughs> it was a shit show and we did it so Tuesday morning <laughs> we we get down there and there was just so many things to do. Um, we ended up doing, but again, it's all like fun and exciting things, but it's still energy, right? So we ended up doing maternity photos like we had Thanksgiving with the family. Um, my family threw me a baby shower down here. Um, and then we were getting everything out of storage and uh, like out of our storage unit here, getting it in a U-Haul and moving it back up. So at the time when all this was like being planned and coordinated, it was like, oh, perfect. Like, so my family, like my sister and my mom wanted to throw me a shower. There was a part of me that was like, I don't want to shower because I'm just, there's just so much going on. And I was just, I'm like trying to simplify my life. (laughs) But of course I was like, but I also want to like see family and friends and I want to, you know, I want to like not regret not doing the things that you do when you're pregnant and being pampered and being showered and all of those things. So, um, where do I want to go with this? So I feel like by the time Chad and I got down here, We were just so tired, like our bodies are tired. It's just been, you know, it was about, it was, it was like 14 months ago that we decided we were going to move. And then just the whole process of moving across the state, selling a house, like 
figuring out where you're going to be, moving all of your things. Now I know why people don't move. I Now I know why people don't make big transitions. Like, like I think about friends who have gotten divorced, who have kids. Like I think about people who have like taken a job or like quit their job and just like up and left and moved like to another country or to another state. Like, I mean, I've made big transitions too, right? Like I left corporate and I've made some big transitions in my life, but nothing has been compared. I was just catching up with my friend Sasha this morning and I was like, I think this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. But here's the difference. It's the hardest thing that I've consciously chosen. I think that's the difference. Of course, I've been through things. I've been through challenges. I've lost people in my life. I've had like, you know, traumatic type of experiences as most of us have, but this is like the hardest thing that I've consciously chosen of like, I am doing this. This is feels aligned. And then of course, being pregnant, it's added a whole new element to it. And so I just want to address that, that like, um, it's okay to feel that things are hard when you, even when you consciously choose them, like it's not a victim consciousness to, to be like, this is effing hard at times. I don't want to do this at times. Like there are times where I'm like, I don't want to do this. I want to give up. I don't want to be pregnant. (laughs) I don't want to be moving. I don't want to be doing any of these things. And it's like, I've, I've let the guilt go of like, for example, talking with my baby, like I'm allowed to say, I don't want to be fucking pregnant right now. And also like when I acknowledge that there's a part of me that is like, this is hard. I did not want to be pregnant moving. What it does is it opens up this opportunity for me to be vulnerable and be real and be a human that there's a part in my psyche that doesn't want that, doesn't want this, doesn't want the instability, doesn't want the unknown. So then it can like open me up to a conversation with my baby and with myself of like, oh, no, 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 like okay, there's my limited thinking mind that thinks it knows better, that that thinks she knows best, um, that is not able to see the full picture, that thinks that I can't handle this, that wants to be in her comfort zone, all of these things. It then allows me to like really ground into, okay, I know who the F I am. I know that this baby knows what he signed up for. I know that this is all part of my trajectory of growth and transformation. And it's, I'm allowed to feel that things are hard at times. So like the difference is though, right? Like because I've learned how to like really allow and acknowledge and begin to accept that there's parts of me that don't want this or wants to do it a different way or thinks it's too hard or thinks that I'm not capable. It allows it to pass quickly so that I can then be like come back into myself. And generally, like for the most part, I can do that like in a breath. I can do that in a like a yoga experience. I can do that in a practice. I can do that in a moment where I can shift my state. Um, yet yesterday, when I tell you, I was like hyperventilating, crying. Like I think I cried most of the day. So here's what happened. So my baby shower was a couple of days ago and my sister and my mom threw the shower for me, but they don't live in the same city where the shower was. And like my sister's a single mama of a toddler and 
there were just things that like I wanted, like once I was like, yeah, I want to shower. Like, so I started being like, okay, I want these things. And I kind of started like, so it's interesting how I co-created this because there were issues. Like my sister was trying to help me find a venue because we wanted to like not have any cleanup. And we had contacted this one place or she did. And she wasn't getting a good, like she wasn't, they were unresponsive. And then we ended up finding another place and there was also issues with responsiveness. And so I finally like stepped in and it's just interesting how I like, so basically the venue was a wonderful establishment. It Like the shower ended up being amazing. Like the food was great. The service was great. Everybody had a great time. But like behind the scenes, they were going through a lot of management changes. There was a like massive disruption in communication, um, on responsiveness. Like it just was a kind of a shit show. <clears throat> and I see now how like I totally called that in because I feel like the biggest medicine for me over the last couple of days is like, can you relinquish control? Like there's a part of me that's like, okay, I if I'm going to do this, I need to do it myself in order for it to be done the way that I want it to be done. And so the reality is, is that I ended up doing like like more planning for my shower than like, I mean, I shouldn't be planning my own shower at all. And so there was just all these little things and like breakdowns that happened along the way. And I ended up just like picking them up because it's like what I do. It's like, oh, because, well, it's also funny is I actually love planning events. I actually, I was a project manager as an engineer for so long. I love I'm great at communication. I'm great at coordination. I'm great at project management. I used to manage like multi-million dollar construction and engineering projects. And I'm good at it. It's easy for me. It's not always the easiest for people. Like I can see a project or an endeavor, for example, like a baby shower. And I know like the steps, right? Like some people get overwhelmed with like the number of steps that happen and like being so linear. And I just know like, oh, this is this is like the first stage and this is the next stage. So it doesn't feel overwhelming for me. And I actually enjoy it. So it's really hard when it's hard to like relinquish control when you're like, oh, I kind of enjoy this. It's kind of fun for me. But what started to happen was when it started to get up to the shower, um, like my energy, like I just started feeling tired. Chad and I were really feeling like the last final leg of this move and transition and the storage unit, like emptying the storage unit in the U-Haul. And I told him, I was like, I don't want to be a part of this whole like cleaning out the storage unit U-Haul thing. Like I really... It's hard for me to not be there and be a part of it and coordinate and help. But I'm like, I just can't. My body, like energy wise, I just can't. So it kind of felt like everything came to a head for me. Like the shower ended up being more work for me than I had thought. Again, totally self-induced in a lot of ways. Like I could have asked for more help. I could have like just been like, yeah, we don't need that thing there. We don't need to do like, right. There was just things that I could have said like, Hey, I want this and given someone a job or just like, let it go. Or like, there's a million things that I could have done, but I'm like, it happened that way because it did. (laughs) And it ended up being a lot. Like I felt like I was at a wedding 
it was like a three hour dealio. Right. And people are coming to see me and I'm like making my way around the room and like making sure that everybody like I get to talk to everyone. But there was also like set up and tear down. And of course, we had help. But like I was also helping. So it's just interesting how there's this like part of me that feels like I need to do it. I need to be a part of it. I need to like always be helping and always be available and all of this stuff. So that was something that popped up of like, okay, that was a lesson. <laughs> like that was like the old Lindsay that was kind of coming through. And it was a beautiful event. I loved it. I'm so grateful um, that my family came. Like my mom and my sister made the drive and I got to spend time with my nephew and I got to spend a lot of time with my dad and everybody was there. And I got, I mean, I had friends from all walks of life who came and made time for me. Friends who flew in from other states to come to my baby shower. Friends who drew, who drove multiple hours to come be their family who drove multiple hours. So it was just like, ah, I feel so loved. I feel so supported. But also I was like, oh my gosh, Lindsay, can you just like let people do things for you? Like if I just keep like doing the thing myself, then like I'm never going to get the support. Like if I keep trying to save the day and if I keep being like, okay, I'm going to, I can do this because I can, because I'm capable, right? It's like, just because I'm capable of doing something doesn't mean that I have to do it, right? I can still ask for support. So that was a thing. So mind you, I forgot this part with the baby shower. We ended up staying at a friend's rental who she was gracious enough to let us stay. She has an Airbnb and she let us stay. My mom, Chad and I, she let us stay there for free. It's like a little beautiful offering and gift um, because my sister needed to kind of stay at my dad's with my nephew. And so it was like even just the small thing that didn't feel like it would be a lot of effort. It was like packing a bag to go to an Airbnb and like making sure I had everything for the baby shower the next day and like just little things like that of like all the times that I've packed and unpacked, moved, right? Like I had my house in Sarasota, then I moved in with my dad, then the Airbnb, now I'm in my rental. And even just like coming back to my dad's and then going into this like temporary rental for a few days, it's like I could feel inside my body that like it, like my body was just done. My body was done packing and unpacking, moving and move like all these new places, all these new environments. It was just done. So mind you, the shower was beautiful yet. Like the control piece was real. Um, also one of the managers had quit the morning of my baby shower. The manager who was supposed to be there quit. So like no one really knew what was going on. And, it's so fascinating how I like, again, like co-created these situations where there was literal shit show like disruption happening. And it's like, can you like just let it be what it is? Can you relinquish control? Can you let people help you? Can you rem like, can you be reminded of what actually matters? Right. It's like the shower is going to be great no matter what, even if things aren't going to get done the way that was initially planned. Because like the one person who knew everything that was going on was no longer worked at the establishment and wasn't going to be present. So I don't even know if there was a manager there when my shower was going on. I'm not even sure. But 
yeah, so that happened. So then, you know, Chad, he had friends coming in town. So like I had people for the baby shower. Um, like I had people coming in town for the baby shower. So like friends of Chad's that I've become friends with their wives or their, you know, their spouses, their significant others. They, so they were coming to the shower. So some of Chad's friends came in town and they came in town for a, some of them came in town for a couple of days. So both the night before the shower and the night of the shower, there's like college football playoffs going on and Chad's friends are in town and like Chad was coming home late and it was just, I was so mad at him <laughs> because it was impacting my sleep and um, like there were just things that we needed to do like after the shower. Okay, so somehow... We thought it'd be a good idea to have a baby shower and then like load the U-Haul from the storage unit the exact next day while like checking out of an Airbnb, getting back to my dad's. And like it's just kind of laughable at this point. The things that we thought would be a good idea that were not. So I was upset with my husband because he was really just like with his friends and like doing all this stuff and staying out late. And I was getting into the control like, oh my gosh, Chad told me he's got this. I don't trust. Like I I want to trust him, but I, I don't trust that he's going to have it all together. And um, so he got home super late Saturday night. Sunday was the morning that we woke up. I barely slept. <laughs> I barely slept and I had to go take him to go to have him go get the U-Haul and like the sleeping has been interesting um when you're pregnant sleep is just weird like there's kind of sort of insomnia my dream state is interesting I have to use the restroom a lot I also wake up thirsty a lot also just your body's changing and like your like because of the belly it's hard to just get comfortable and things are like stretching and I have pregnancy pillows and again, like sleeping in different beds. I just realized, right? Like I haven't slept in my bed in since since before August. So I've slept in many a different beds. Some of them, you know, Chad and I are used to having a king and some of them have been queens and then I get hot and then I'm waking him up and then he's crabby. So this whole last week also, I was waking him up a lot. And more than ever, and he was so crabby. <laughs> he was so crabby. So like his temperament was not his typical, like usually he's easygoing, super chill. So then like it was really impacting me, his his exhaustion levels. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're about to have a kid. And this guy is like turning into the devil, literally. We're going to have to have a conversation about this because he is not handling this no sleep well. So there was that that was also happening all week that was kind of leading up to this whole eruption. So I was like frustrated with Chad all week. And it was it's hard, right? Because I'm staying at my dad's like there's a time and a place for conversation. Like we're out of our element. Like we have a lot going on. You know, we have different stressors and we handle things in different ways. And so it, it was just it's harder to communicate like it's easier when we're in our own environment and we have more alone time. And again, there was just so many things going on that it was almost like things just kind of kept building up. And I also want to talk about the grace of that. Like 
there's going to be times when, right, there's so much transition happening and you're not able to like be present and have the communication with, with your partner, for example. And, and that's okay. So it's just, I'm seeing how all of this just like perfectly erupted in the way that it was supposed to, right. With like Chad not sleeping, like his temperament changing, just all of the, like all of the little moving parts with the baby shower and the move. So, oh, mind you, I had been trying to like, my husband is very much like a, I want to do it and I want to do it my way and we don't need to hire help. And I have family and I have friends. And I told him like, I am not going to be there to help. Like, let's hire, like you, we don't need to hire movers. We can hire the U-Haul and drive it up ourselves. but let's help. Let's hire loading and unloading support, like loading support in Florida and unloading support in North Carolina. And he was fine with doing it in North Carolina, but in Florida, he just really resisted until like the last possible second. Oh, this is hilarious too. Not only... <laughs> Okay, so related to the storage unit, we also forgot our storage unit key in North Carolina because, you know, life and us moving and we who knows, we have like, we literally forgot the key. So we had to have the storage unit people cut our storage unit lock like with a, like a saw, <laughs> sparks flying everywhere. I mean, they had to cut the bolt off. So that was hilarious. So finally we open up the storage unit and Chad looks at it and I can just feel his energy drop and I can see the look on his face. It's like he forgot. It was this look of defeat. And this was a couple days before we were supposed to move out. And I said to him, I go, Chad, will you please let me, like, can you please, can we please hire loading support and he finally said yes and I was like oh thank god and guess what I went on U-Haul by the way U-Haul has an amazing thing where they contract out like all this different help for things like this and I found a super affordable company that's two guys and it was like 180 bucks for two hours to literally have these guys move our entire storage unit pack the u-haul like i mean they were amazing they were punctual they were efficient they were like totally professional chad was like that was the best money we've ever spent on anything and i'm like thank you like can you please use this as a learning opportunity <laughs> so that He's like, I would have he's like, I would have been a, a mess if I didn't have those guys. So again, though, also just learning where I'm there's lessons that I'm learning here. Also, we've never moved out of state before. Right. And just learning where to ask for help, where I need to ask my husband for help, where he needs to ask me for help. There's certain things that he's really, really proficient in that I'm not and vice versa. And you know, we're using this experience to like really remind ourselves of, okay, he has strengths that I don't have and I have strengths that he doesn't have. So can we like lean on each other for those strengths when we need to and also ask for support? And right. So it's like he if he could be so hyper aware of like where his flaws are and his blind spots and his weaknesses are he can ask me for help and then i can help where needed but then i can really just take a back seat with this experience and know that he's got it and vice versa so that's what was one of the biggest lessons that we learned but i didn't even get to the part yet okay so chad is like 
going on zero sleep after like watching college football all day, watching the FSU in the play, like watching FSU in the playoffs, being with his friends all day. Like he was up super early helping out with the baby shower. I mean, he's going on like barely any sleep and he's packing, you know, he's got the movers and he calls me and he's like, the truck I got, (laughs) the size that I got doesn't fit all of our things. And I like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. And that was one of the things that I kept telling him, like, get the biggest truck. I don't know the size of the truck. I don't like, I'm like, get whatever you think you need. I'm like, get, go up a size. And he swore up and down that the size he got was going to be more than enough. Sure enough, we run out of room and I just go into meltdown mode. And he, but he was so good. He was like, Lindsay, I'm just keeping you informed. I'm keeping, I'm keeping you out of the details. It's going to be fine. The movers are amazing. We got most of the stuff out of storage unit, but we're gonna, he's like, I'm going to get a trailer to add to the back of the box truck to fit the rest of our things. And I just like was, again, I was so mad at him. I was just, I was, I could not stop my tears. I just, it was like my, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. And because there were just so many things that I was like, you said you got it. Like he said he was going to have his friends help. Like he wasn't, he was terrible with communication with them. Like he was procrastinating on things. There were so many things he procrastinated on. There were so many things that like basically my husband and I are complete opposites in so many ways. And again, where he has flaws and blind spots and shadowy stuff, like I, like I am not a procrastinator. I am amazing at communication. So when he like drops the ball and it's because of like procrastination and lack of communication and things like it really like irks me because it's it's so easy for me. Right. So and this is what this is why triggers are so fun. Right. Because like it's so easy for me to be like coordinating and communicating and just getting shit done and knowing when to get it done. But it's really a struggle for my husband. And so. I know this, but in that moment, I was just so mad at him. Like, I just wanted him to do this one mother effing thing. And I wanted to know that it could get done. And I wanted to know that I didn't need to be there. And I wanted to know that, like, this whole time he's been telling me, Lindsay, I got it. You don't have to be at the storage unit. I'm going to take care of it. And of course, everything kept breaking down around us. And around, yeah, and and I just like I'm, I'm I'm laughing because I'm like, oh my gosh, this perfect storm of this weekend of like where I keep creating these situations where like I need to save the day, where I need to be the one that does it, where I feel responsible. You've probably heard me in other podcast conversations to tell you that there's a part of me that felt guilty for not wanting to be at the storage unit. There was a part of me that also wanted to control. So it took like all of my might to not be there and to not take over and to not take charge. And it resulted in me, like, cause I was so mad at him. And also I just was like, you know what? At this point, I don't actually, like I'm completely removing myself from the situation and I'm going to let him clean up his mess and I'm going to let him handle it because this was my medicine for the weekend with the baby shower and with the the moving experience with my husband. Like if I keep just doing it, if I just keep picking up the dropped balls, 
then like I'm just teaching the people around me that like I I have it always like I've got it I will do it I will always be available and it actually takes other people's power away like it takes my husband's power away so that he can grow from this so that he can learn from this so that he can be responsible for this so that he can practice. Right. And so it's interesting because like all he wants sometimes is for me to relinquish control and for him to handle it. And all I want is to be able to trust that that's going to happen. But we keep creating these situations where we're not allowing ourselves to evolve. And so I actually was on the phone with my dad. I was driving to come back to his place from checking out of the Airbnb after the shower and I filled him in and I just like broke down and cried to my dad, which is always the hardest thing because a father of two daughters, that's the last thing that they want. And of course I'm like seven and a half months pregnant. And I told him, I was like, I already showered this morning, but I'm going to go in the shower. And he's like, why? And I'm like, so I can cry. And he's like, what? You know, so my poor dad is sitting there like, like not, wanting to see me cry and like I'm telling him I'm going to go cr- shower cry I'm like don't wait for me I don't know how long I'm going to be in there for and it was also beautiful because I got to like share my experience my embodiment experience with him more and I got to be like dad I I'm okay with crying like crying in the shower helps me like I need to just be with myself and I need to just let this energy move and I need to just be present with what's coming up and and it's all going to be more than okay. And so it really allowed me to be vulnerable in front of him. And it like taught him like that it's okay. And that I don't like, yeah, like I wasn't trying to hide it from him. And so, I mean, I had like full blown um, cry fest, like, you know, hyperventilating cry. And um, Chad ended up, getting it done and taking care of it. And like, I got a good cry and then I had a good like two hour nap and Chad and I had a beautiful conversation. And like, I don't know. I just feel like I, I got closer to my dad. I got closer to Chad. Like I was more myself. I think just not feeling shame around feeling emotional around like, again, the nervous breakdown that I was having and just, I mean, I could not hold back the tears like they just were coming and it was an all day of event. And what's interesting is when I was in the shower after the huge cathartic cry, I had this wave of peace and surrender and like gnosis wash over me that was like, you have got to release control. Like let, let yourself be helped. Like you don't have to carry all of this on your shoulders. You don't have to do it all yourself. And even if the people in your life say they've got it and at times they don't, they will figure it out and they will fix it and they will deliver and they will be there to support you. But like you can't keep coming in and overstepping. And that's been so much of my life. Like I want to control like it's like if I do it, then I have control, quote unquote, and things will go smoother. That's the story that I tell myself. And that's not true because we actually don't have any control. <laughs> we, Again, going back to the limited thinking mind, like the universe has 
a whole court, like everything has been written in the stars already. And for me to think that like, if I do something myself, I have control over my destiny. Isn't really true. You know, like, yes, I have free will. And yes, there's things that I can absolutely do to take action. But there's so much of the bigger picture that I I'm, I can't even fathom in this moment and to really like trust and surrender into that. And what's beautiful is like, Last night, Chad and Chad was talking to my dad and I, and he was just like, okay, I take full responsibility. Like I royally failed in a lot of ways with this experience. And this is what I like, what I'm taking with me. And this is what I've learned. And it just felt so good. Right. Because it's like, I'm not holding that against him. Like now that, you know, I got out what I wanted to get out and I was really honest with him. Like I was able to get things out of my system to where I could be honest about like, I would love for you to take the lead on certain things. And I would love to trust that it's going to happen. And, you know, like, I still have apprehension with that, like being able to voice that and him being able to voice like, I just want to be able to do these things. And this is where I struggle. And this is where I could use your help. It was just like such a beautiful conversation. And the conversation is far from over. Like once we kind of get settled again, this is important for us to talk about before the baby comes. Like there's been so many little nuggets of like, when the baby comes, we're going to be in a whole new like environment again and learning again. And like, we have got to be on the same page and we've got to be able to communicate and we've got to be able to express our emotions and feel our emotions. And there's going to be times where we snap at each other, we're exhausted or like we get it quote unquote wrong. And I really like this whole weekend, what's so beautiful about it is um, like, I don't feel any shame or guilt for how I showed up. I don't regret anything. Um, I feel so at peace with, I feel so at peace with like how everything unfolded and as a learning opportunity and as a, yeah, just as a learning opportunity and an opportunity for growth of how I show up with my family, how I show up with my partner, how I show up for myself, how I get to mother in a different way and really ask for support, really relinquish control, really trust that I'm that I'm that spirits got me and that the people in my life have got me and that I'm not alone and and like just allowing people to remember and recognize like where my gifts lie and that they that they know that I've got them as well. And but to not feel like I have to do everything and feel like I have to take the lead and I have to take charge. And, you know, that's like a dying old patriarchal model of like, if I, I've got to do it myself, if, it, if it's got to get if it's going to get done the way that I want to. Right. Like, that's what I'm really letting go of. And so I kind of just wanted to share that with you all, like. I don't have any shame around my nervous breakdown, <laughs> like. I, again, coming back to the humanity piece of like, if any leader, teacher, mentor, like influencer, anyone that you're in, like that inspires you, if they pretend like they don't have these moments of breakdown, they're lying to themselves, <laughs> they're lying to the world, because that's really where the breakthroughs happen. And again, like, that's where we evolve. And I, again, I'm still in the middle of this. I'm still like integrating a lot of this, but um, 
I also don't have shame that I'm like late on the podcast. (laughs) I don't have shame like of how I navigated the situation with, again, the people closest to me. I don't have shame around how I showed up and my emotions. And I don't have shame around sharing this with you. It's interesting. Like there's not even like a little lick of me that's like, oh, I don't want to share this. What are people going to think? And that's how I know that I'm growing because, um, yeah, it's been wild. And for me to expect for expect perfection in the middle of such a drastic change, um, and to expect things to go completely smoothly is so unrealistic. And so I just wanted to share like the gold on the other side of how my partner and I are really able to like have this solid relationship and know where we where we're continuing to like disempower each other and not trust each other and continue to show up in our old patterns and how we're able to like communicate when things like this happen so that the next time you know the next time something emerges we can shift we can show up differently we can hold space for one another. We can learn to listen more, right? We can learn of where to take a step back and where to let the other lead. And that's really important. So some of the like tips are that like, again, some of the like lessons that I've gleaned are really in the like, if the emotion is coming up, can you just allow it? Because like, especially as I was with my dad, because I know it kills him to see me cry. And I got to almost let him see a side of me that was like, this is more than okay. Like, this isn't wrong. This is needed. This is required for me to move through what I'm moving through. And that was really powerful of like not resisting, right? Like the old me would have probably tried to hide it. And then what happens is it stays in my body and then there's even more pressure and it would take me longer to move through the experience where, I mean, literally I was in the, I was in the shower having hysterical crying sessions and I was getting waves of like downloads of what the, like what this was teaching me. It was so evident. Like it was all about releasing control and like, you cannot mother like this. Like you will, you're going to, um, like I kept getting this, like, in order for you to be a thriving mother, like this is the pattern that's being asked to finally be be gently transmuted. Didn't feel gentle in the moment, by the way. Um, so that's a key piece is like really allowing the people in your life to see you, to see you in your vulnerability. And, um, and again, to, yeah, like just create the space for... When you're moving through something, for example, with someone in your life, like it's okay to be in the triggers, but right, this is where we've got to take responsibility for our triggers and and move through them. And that way we can be in relationship with that person and, and have like the higher perspective conversations of why this is happening. Um, so that was another piece. I'm trying to think what else. So, you know, again, coming back to like the allowance the acknowledgement and the acceptance of where I was at in my shadows this week and being in relationship with that and allowing the emotions to emerge, allowing me to be so angry with my husband, for example. And I mean, we were like bickering because I wasn't used to him. Like he was getting snappy 
And I was just like snapping back because like normally he's so easygoing and it was such a different like it was just so different, just like how everything was bubbling up. And again, like not having any sort of shame around being in our triggers and being in the exhaustion of this experience and like the the depleted energy and like how we were doing the best that we could at where we were at and and that there's going to be moments like that and that we can always kind of come back to center feels really important right so just the embodiment piece felt important of like allowing my body to move the energy allowing the people to actually see me in that like the people in my life to not feel bad about it to not feel shame around it to not feel guilty in terms of the emotions and what's so powerful like I said is when I actually allowed myself to go there the wisdom was like pouring through and it was it, it allowed me to show up and have the higher perspective to be able to communicate to the people in my life in terms of where I needed support in terms of where I was struggling I mean just I broke down on my dad and I was like dad I'm just so tired <laughs> you know it's just I could feel my body was just like I'm done stick a fork in me is what I kept saying. So one of the last pieces that I think I want to mention is so many people have told me on this trip because so many people I haven't seen in so long, like all my family and friends down in Florida who haven't seen me in at least three and a half months, all kept telling me in different situations, like, wow, you look so radiant. Wow, like you're not swollen. Like you don't have stretch marks. You're all belly. You have so much energy. You don't seem seven and a half months pregnant. Like, holy cow, how is this how is this happening? And I I really think that just the way that I've nourished myself over the course of the last I mean, just I can I can really feel how my how I have been preparing my vessel for years to be able to hold this transition. It's almost like I I was being like primed because, right, like my higher self knew that I was going to be moving while pregnant. And so I have so much the energy that I have, like how much nourishment I feel in my body, like so again, even though I had a moment where I was like, I'm so effing tired, I'm dying. Like that was a blip in time. That's not ev- that's not an everyday thing. That was because there was something that bubbled up and emerged and I reached my breaking point and I allowed it to be a cathartic release. And now I'm like right back to having energy again. Like I'm feeling really good today. And we're about to have like a 14 hour drive tomorrow. And so I don't know, it feels important to share that because... I'm seven and a half months pregnant and I feel like I'm five months pregnant. I do not feel, I mean, like my baby, my due date range ish is Jan is January 27th to February 4th, which means that my baby could potentially be coming next month. I do not feel like my body, like the, um, just what most pregnant women say when they're in their third trimester about how they're feeling. I don't feel that at least yet, but I think it's because I've had so much movement and so much transition and there's been so much going on that it hasn't allowed me to stop. And I've talked about this in other podcast episodes, like I have learned how to rest while moving. So I have created so many pockets of bringing my spiritual practice into the everyday 
For example, like when I'm walking my dog, getting fresh air, sharing some mantras with myself, soaking in the sun, like really incorporating my devotional practice into being present. Like I don't take my cell phone when I'm on a walk with my dog, for example. There are certain things that I do where I create micro moments of breathing. The shower is one of my favorite places because, right, you don't have any devices. I'll usually keep the lights off in the bathroom and like crack a window or something. And it's so it's just like I'll light a candle, right? 10 minute shower where I'm able to be with myself and pray, talk with myself, listen, ask questions, breathe. So when people say they don't have time for this, like I can tell you it's bullshit. Like you have the time. It's mo- it's more about creating and carving out the time and bringing the spiritual into the practical and bringing consciousness into your everyday reality. Oh, I have full body chills right now. That is it. That is what this experience is teaching me more than anything else. And I I really feel that if we can, as a human species, truly begin to integrate this into our everyday, the world will change like exponentially in a short amount of time. And that's what I'm noticing in my life. And I, I, tr- I can, I, f- I believe that I can attribute my energy, how I'm feeling, the trust that I have in my, in the process of this pregnancy, of this labor experience, of mothering. Like I still feel like there's so much to do, but I trust. I have, I've never had more trust in what will get done will get done. And I will know what to do in any given moment. And when and when I don't, I know that I can ask for support. And I'm just not feeling like I need to have every little thing answered and figured out. And I'm really taking life moment by moment. And that feels like the new, like the new way, the new potentiality, like the new course that I'm kind of on in terms of this trajectory of stepping into this next chapter of my life. And so I hope that this supported you in like life has been a shit show for me up and down and all around. But again, like the internally, I feel so different and people can actually see it on my face and they can hear it in my voice. And they're reflecting it back to me. And that's where (laughs) in the beginning I was laughing with the pregnancy journey because I'm like, these are things people probably just say. And then it got to be like so crystal clear with the exact words that people were using in different situations when I would see different people. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. People are using specific adjectives to describe the way that they're like receiving my me energetically. And, um, and it's, there's like a resonance there. There's, there's like a lot of similarities. And so I was like, okay, I really get to receive this. I get to believe that people are being honest with, with how they're feeling me. And I feel like again, right? Like advanced maternal age pregnancy bullshit. So much fear was injected into me. Well, at least they were trying to in the beginning. Um, and when I say they, it's like anyone and everyone <laughs> of like, you know, you have to really be careful and like gestational diabetes and um, hypertension and this and that and your age and like just 
how much of society will tell you like you're going to have all these issues and like even the how, everything with my baby, how my baby is positioned. My baby is positioned in like the most perfect position. Like his head is has been all the way down since the beginning. He is so close to my cervix, like to the point where in my ultrasounds, they were like, oh, my gosh, his head is right there. Like he has always been right there, but he's moving. I can feel him. I can feel him right now. Like he's just flipping and twisting and turning and like moving and he's happy. I can feel him happy and thriving. And I've been doing so many exercises to keep my pelvis open and to work on creating more space for him to like thrive in there and to feel and and like there's so many things that we actually have autonomy over with our bodies that we're not taught and so the stretching that I've been doing the movement the walking just the the specific um like practices for opening my pelvis and like supporting my lower back and creating a nurturing environment for my baby and all of that and like getting body work done and like really allowing the support of people to support me energetically through acupuncture and supporting the opening and stretching of my womb and my like my pelvic bowl and like the changes that are taking place with all of that you know like there have been some painful moments there have been some challenging moments but it's like again, okay, like the body is a messenger. Pain is a messenger. What is this? Like what's happening? How like, okay, like let's create more space. How can I create more space on my own? How can I bring in support? And so I really just want to share that there's so much that I want to express and teach people about this experience and how I've been able to navigate just so much of the stigma around labor and pregnancy and what the body is capable of and not capable of and how, for example, women are put on bed rest when really what they get to be doing is moving and stretching and honoring themselves. And there's so many things we can do through nourishment. Like the last thing that I'll say is I um, can't remember if I talked about this on a podcast, but my my resting. So like my my fasting glucose numbers, I tested my glucose on my own through like a finger prick. And it's actually been really fun. I've I've had opportunities to kind of see what spikes my blood sugar, what types of foods support me and, and don't. And um, and so my fasting glucose numbers were still within normal range, but a little on the higher side. And so my midwife gave me some recommendations of supplementation with turmeric, with cinnamon, with garlic, adding those to cooked meals more. Um, So ways that I can continue to like drop the stress, like drop the cortisol levels in my body. Cause again, she's also like, you're moving, like you're in a lot of transition. So I'm not surprised why these numbers could potentially be a little bit higher, but like, there's never this alarming, like, oh my gosh, you have gestational diabetes. Like you're on the cusp. (laughs) It's more like, Hey, these numbers are looking like something that we want to kind of monitor a little bit. But of course it makes sense for the transition you've got going on. Here's some supplements that you can do double down on your practices. 
um, we'll do another testing of your blood sugar once you're back in town in mid-December and we'll see how things are looking. And so it's very like there's just no fear. It's like it's not an issue until it becomes an issue. Let's be proactive. And it's exciting me to be proactive there. It's exciting me to be like, oh, okay, yeah, I can add these supplements and I can incorporate these like beautiful um like medicinal plants and all of these different, you know, like all of these different things to try to, you know, regulate what's happening in my body. And again, I'm not going into fear about it. And it's just been such a beautiful dance of like, oh, like here's some, here's some numbers, like, right, here's some tests that we've done. And again, like, let's, let's work through it on our own. And let's see what happens. And then we'll retest. And it's just been such a beautiful way to be in trust of my body, trust of this process, trust of knowing that I have so much autonomy over how I can navigate this pregnancy without the traditional like methods that modern medicine will tell you in terms of bed rest, in terms of medication, in terms of this is what you can and can't do, in terms of, oh, you've got gestational gestational diabetes, so now we have to control your labor and we have to induce you and we have to do this. So it's really teaching me to not go into fear like if a certain blood work test comes back, for example, and something looks a little suspect, it's like, okay, I can do this. Let's try it out. And we still have time and let's see what happens. And I'm just in full trust that that my body's fully capable and I'm learning how the body's responding, for, to, for example, to what's happening in my external world and how I can shift that through, again, supplement, through nourishment of food, right? Through sunshine, through meditation, through sleep, through rest, through all of these things, through breathing, So all of it's playing a role in, okay, how can I honor myself exactly where I am with the external transition and how can I create that stability inside? And I know I've talked about this a lot on the podcast and this is what feels like is, like I said, the true medicine of this whole pregnancy journey while moving is inner stability, no matter what is happening in your external world. So that's where I'm at in a nutshell. This just felt like basically an update of where I'm at, where I was and the grace, the honesty, the transparency of how to navigate being a human when we're going through growth, growth spurts, spiritual growth spurts, as I like to call them. And that's exactly where I'm at. So I hope that this inspires you to allow yourself to be exactly where you are in those moments of rupture and to really honor yourself and to feel, to truly allow yourself to feel so that the messaging that is asking to emerge from your from your being comes through and allows you to navigate your relationship with yourself and your relationship with others in a more meaningful way. And um Yeah. So next episode, I'll have all my stuff in North Carolina and it feels like, um, it just feels really, really good. So thank you for your patience and your grace and the delay of the episode launch. (laughs) And, um, yeah, reach out. Just, I would love to hear what's landing for you with this one. Okay. Much love. Thank you for your presence and tuning in today. 
I believe in the power of reciprocity. So if you found value from this episode, I invite you to share the love. There are endless ways to do so, including leaving a rating and written review on Apple, forwarding the episode link to a loved one, reaching out to me on social media to say hi at Lindsay Martin Ellis, or sending me a love note via email at lindsay at lindsaymartinellis.com. I so appreciate you and your support. It's truly what keeps me going. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Lindsay Martin Ellis Experience. Much love.